Hey everyone, welcome to Limitless Radio Cast, episode 35. Today we got a great show lined up. We're hanging out with Rebecca Rouse. Not only did she just start her journey in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Rebecca is also a certified personal trainer with seven years of coaching and leadership experience in the fitness industry. She has an athletic background in competitive gymnastics and Olympic weightlifting. As a coach, she specializes in kettlebell training. She was also the 16th woman in the world to earn the Iron Maiden title through Strong First. She also holds two bachelor's degree, as well as numerous certifications, including NCSF Certified Personal Trainer, Strong Fist SFG2, USA Weightlifting Level 1 Sports Performance Coach, and a Precision Nutrition PN1 Nutrition Coach. Rebecca has a passion to help you, help us, and help everyone to get better in everyday life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We'd like to thank True Tubes Tattoo Supply for sponsoring this show. All you tattooers out there, go out and get all your equipment, your inks, your needles, your pens, your PPE, anything you need for tattooing, True Tubes Tattoo Supply has you covered. Limitless at checkout. Get a 10% discount. Check them out. Remember, stay true. We'd also like to thank Magic City Brewing Company located in Akron, Ohio. For all your wonderfully great crafted beers, check out Magic City Brewing in Akron, Ohio. Remember to go out there and check out RollAmongUs.com also. For all your fight gear needs, they have fight shorts, geese, standard geese, lanky geese, rash guards, anything. Some t-shirts, sweatshirts, accessories. You want it, they got it. RollAmongUs.com, Limitless 20 at checkout for a 20% discount. Check them out. Also, go out there and check out BattleBomb.com. Limitless 20 at checkout for a 20% discount. They have CBD and non-CBD rubs for those aches, pains, those muscle strains. Put it on, rub it in, going to feel great. Trust me. Try it out a little bit. See what it does. I'm telling you right now, I use it all the time. It's going to feel great. Remember, BattleBomb.com, Limitless 20 at checkout. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. So this is a little bit different today. We have a great guest in with us, hanging out with us today, Rebecca Rouse. I'm so bad at doing the entries. I I feel like an idiot every time I do this. So I'm just going to say, Rebecca, thanks for joining us. We'll get into everything and anything. And obviously, and also everybody out there, Rebecca did start training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If you want to know, that and we can talk about that too. But we really like to talk about fitness stuff because Chad and I are definitely into fitness. And Chad just started about a year ago. You say Chad doing push-ups and pull-ups on a regular basis. To yeah. mm-hmm. um, and he's been in jujitsu for a long time. I've always always have done them. So that's it. That's the worst intro on a wonderful person that we have here. So hi Rebecca, thanks for being with us. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here with you both on a Friday night. Yes, yes. Friday night. It's raining here in Ohio. It's starting to cool down. I'm sure you're in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, it was 93 and, today. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably <laughs> still really nice there. <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's a little little cool in the morning in the 60s and getting up into the 90s during the day still. But hopefully, I'm just this is my first year, first month here. Really, I'm just hoping we don't have a winter like we did last year, so like oh, they did here. Yeah, they did. They did get some. We have some friends that live in in the Texas area and uh, on Facebook and whatnot. They were like posting pictures, and I was like, "Wow, like they got snow and ice there. That's not yeah, supposed to happen." <laughs> it was real bad. So hopefully not again this year. But we'll yeah. see. Time will tell. Yeah. Did, did you did you and your husband build build a house there? We did. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. 
Very cool. And you guys are settled in now and getting used to everything out there and stuff, right? Slowly but surely learning my way around and trying to meet some people. And, but yeah, so far so good. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. So I have to ask, and I'm just going to get this out of the way, jujitsu, what brought you to it? Like, why did you want to do that? That's a great question. So I have been affiliated with Jocko Fuel. Uh, you probably are familiar oh, with Jocko Willink. Yeah, I know yep. Jocko. <laughs> yes. So Jocko, I mean, I met him let's see, a year and a half ago at the, the nice. nationwide launch of his supplement line, Jocko Fuel. I was oh, living nice. in San Diego at the time and they were doing their, their vitamin shop launch. You know, it was a big event and I met him and Dakota Meyer, JP Donnell, Echo Charles, like, the, and then all the, the guys from Origin were there. So uh, Pete and Brian, who kind of started the Origin Jocko Fuel yeah. Company um, years ago. So they were both there. I met them. And uh, shortly after I met them all, I became one of their ambassadors for Jocko Fuel. And so I've been connected with their brand for over a year and a half now. And their brand, you know, they kind of have the Origin, like jujitsu side and the apparel and all that. And then they have the Jocko Fuel side. And I've been a huge fan of the Jocko Fuel. And, you know, Jocko and their, their whole team is phenomenal, just great people. And so I think it's just kind of when you, when you're affiliated with that, those people, it's just kind of a matter of time before they get you. So I've taken two trips, actually three now I had taken two trips up to Maine uh, to, to go to their factory and meet some of the people up there and um, just really phenomenal people. And they introduced me to jujitsu. I had a couple like one-on-one lessons with one of their um, employees, Nicole, and she kind of introduced me to, to jujitsu, but it was, it wasn't enough frequency to really like learn, but she taught me sure. some basics. Um, and then I left there and was like, Oh, this is, this would be something, you know, cool to, to eventually <laughs> pick up, but I didn't stick with it. And then this past August, so just you know, a little over a month ago, I went back up to Maine for the third time. And I went to the actual origin immersion camp, which is like a week long immersive yeah. experience in jujitsu three times a day for seven days. Um, so that was like my first real, I think, official introduction to jujitsu. Nice. That's awesome. Usually, um, my instructor, James Klingerman usually goes to that. He didn't go this year. Gotcha. Yeah. They didn't yes. have it last year, but they yeah. were back this year. So yeah. yeah, those, like you said, you hang around those people long enough. They're going to get you to do some more than us. Like liking to train jujitsu. We like to get other people to train jujitsu, right? Yeah. It's I, the people there. I mean, it was unlike anything I've ever experienced because that's such a foreign world to me, but to see the mm. amount of passion that people have for yeah. jujitsu, like, we had three structured sessions per day. And then in between, you know, there were meals and break time and there were people on the mat, like up until 11 o'clock at night, yeah. just training and rolling and drilling. So it was really cool to see, you know, it's, it's definitely a very uh, cult like following, but in a yeah. really good way. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's a great way to explain it too. It is very much like a cult following. Cause you know, you try Absolutely. to explain people outside of that do this and they're like, what? Like my wife still is like, it's really weird. You roll around with guys and it's sweaty all over you and everything. And I'm like, I know, but it's the greatest thing ever, honey. Like you have no idea. Like it's just, yeah. Once, once you're in it and you experience it, you kind of, you get it. Right. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. You, you get it. You understand it. The family aspect comes in like, cause everyone, everyone cares about each other, you know? So I'm sure that kind of drew you in too, just like, cause you, having that mindset for, with being a plethora of years, 12 plus or 12 years, right. Of gymnastics, doing everything you've done, being around professional lifters and on yourself being a professional lifter. So you know what that's like, because you guys are close knit, right? Yes, but it's, it's some, most of the sports that I've done, I think, well, all the sports that I've done, 
first of all, I wouldn't consider myself a professional. I'm very much an amateur. But um, <laughs> second of all, like most of the sports that I've done are very individual sports, like gymnastics. Yes, I was on a team. But at the end of the day, like you go to competition, it's individual. So I practice with oh, the same yeah, okay. girls, but it's a very different experience than like training, you know, with training partners or, um, or being a part of a team. So I guess, and in that sense, it's a little bit different, but, um, there, you know, I, I think there's some similarities with the kettlebell community being a little bit cult-like as well. Um, but if people, people who are on the outside don't really understand like what's with the obsession with kettlebells. But once you le- learn the, the art of the kettlebell and you, people start training with it, it's, it's kind of like that. And there's just a very tight knit community, even through social media, just the people who love to get after it with kettlebells. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can say, I mean, I watch you do it. I've watched other people do it. We have uh, another black belt that's in our gym. Um, he is, he teaches a class and they do, they have kettlebells and everything. And he's, he, his name's Pete. He's insane. Like we joke about it all the time. He, he tries to push himself more. What do you do last year? Chad, do you do more than a million mm. push-ups in a year? Or oh, something like that? No, not a year. Or, I, or, think I can't remember what it was. Over over five years, he's done oh. over over a million push-ups. Over a million. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> this one day he randomly started keeping track and then it just went from there. Yeah. And That's he awesome. always goes, I wonder if I can do more. And he's and he's in his 40s. He's he's our yeah, age. He's, mm-hmm. um, he's 44. He's my yeah. age, 44. Yeah. And so I can see how it's a like an addiction, <clears throat> which I don't know anything that you do like that. I think when you have a, when you put your mind to it, obviously you become, and you make a habit of it and you just continuously do it. And then you want to be better at it. And you, then you want to challenge yourself. It's all, you know, this uh, Rebecca about like breaking your mind. Cause your mind's going to like tell you to stop. And it's going to tell you you're not, you're not good enough, or you can't do this, or you're never going to lift that. Like that video you posted just recently, the other day where you were, I was telling Chad today, I'm like, did you see that video that Rebecca did? Like, how much were you deadlifting? And with oh, the f- that was that was from a couple months back, but that, oh, that's that okay. lift was that lift was I think two eighty five or two ninety five, two ninety five. But I was my PR is three <laughs> three forty was my is my PR. Good lord, oh, woman! <laughs> Good lord, jeez! Like that's awesome though because you like you do it like seeing you do it as obviously great technique and and with grace. Like you, there are some people that like don't know what they're doing and they're like, I can lift all this weight, and it's like you're going to hurt yourself because yeah. you don't know what you're There's doing. There's a little, a little too much of that on, on Instagram oh, or yes. in real life too. But yes. yeah, yeah I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, if you can't pick it up safely with proper form, don't pick it up. And if you can't put it down safely, don't pick it up. Yeah. Cause you can, I mean, a lot of people do get hurt trying to put it down because they don't realize that like once they get up, it's like, Oh, I got up. Great. Well, you got to put it somewhere. Right. <laughs> you're the, not holding the, it. The reps or the set's <laughs> not over until the weight is safely back on the ground. So. So are you training right now? I've seen some recent, are you training right now for comp coming up or anything? I actually have a competition tomorrow for weightlifting. Oh, so nice. that will be Hello. My third, <laughs> yeah, third one tomorrow. It's, it's like a, just a small local meet here okay. in Dallas. It's, I haven't competed since before COVID started. So I, you know, and I, I just got back, got here about five, five weeks ago and I wasn't planning on competing this soon, but the, I joined a barbell club kind of randomly it just happenstance and the, the couple of the guys were competing and on, on October 9th and they're like you want to sign up and I was like okay sure why not <laughs> so I signed up and we'll see what happens so is that like a one-ton challenge too is that the is one-ton challenge is it's not an official sport so I'm what I'm competing in tomorrow is Olympic lifting so it's just okay. the snatch oh. and the clean and jerk um okay. the one-ton challenge is a little bit more of like an informal kind of sport it, it's not 
it combines powerlifting and Olympic lifting because a lot of people specialize in one or the other and, you know, in terms of strength sports. But the one-ton challenge is something that was created by a guy, Anders Varner, who runs the, or hosts the Barbell Shrugs podcast. And oh, okay. yeah, you might've heard of him. So he created the one-ton challenge where basically like takes the strongest people in both and puts it all together. So it's six okay. lifts instead of three. So it's bench squat, deadlift, snatch, clean, jerk. It's six separate lifts. Do they do, when they do that, do, does like, does everyone do clean and jerk and then everyone does deadlift or is it like separated? Do you have like, breaks in between so for the one ton yeah so i actually i qualified to go to the one ton challenge this is january of last year and the one ton challenge is supposed to be in like the finals if you qualify and you you just qualify like by taking videos you train at your home gym you, someone okay. records you doing the videos if you if you meet the standard which is one ton so two thousand pounds for men and 1200 pounds for women with all six combined um, if you qualify, then you go to the finals, which were supposed to be held in May, and then that got canceled. So I didn't actually get to go oh, so to the finals. Um, oh. I'm hoping that they'll put it on at some point in the future, but that is, I think it's it's each lift separately. I don't know how much time is given for rest in between, but okay. hopefully, hopefully enough because enough. Six, six <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. Red max is, is a lot. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, I mean, it takes so much. Um, you know, fortitude and energy to get that one part in. Cause you're, you're basically PRing right. Every time that's what you're trying to so. do. That's what yeah. you're hoping to do. And to stack that up. So I can see why the, it's such a challenge. Like that's a phenomenal challenge. It's like, yeah, here, you have to do six times. You're the strongest you can. Like, it's like, great. yeah. Thank yep. you guys. <laughs> this is awesome. So stand by for that. Hopefully uh, they'll have it again at some point next year, maybe. Yeah, hopefully that stuff will start rolling around and that thing things are starting to get going a little bit more. Um uh, here in Ohio, they are, you know, kind of going. We never really we shut down certain things. It depends. Um, we didn't shut down a ton, but uh I know out west and it was different, obviously. And uh you're in a different place now, like even yes. even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things are, things are definitely open here, but in yes. California it was not the case. Yeah. yeah. It's like culture shock for you. <laughs> kind yeah, of. I love it. I'm <laughs> I was very gonna happy say, very happy here. <laughs> um, did you were you born and raised in Maryland? I was not. I went to college in Maryland. Right. I, knew, I was I born and raised. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised in LA. Oh in LA wow. Area. Okay. So was Maryland because of gymnastics or nope. anything? Oh no, that's right. You did stop gymnastics before you even went to college, right? Yep, I did. Yeah. Uh, Maryland was just purely a change of scenery, uh, something totally different. It was kind of, I looked at college as an opportunity to go away and see somewhere totally different. I had lived in California my whole life near the beach and I was like, let's go somewhere different. If I hate yeah. it, I can come back after four sure. years and, and then I ended up meeting my husband there. And so we've been moving our, all over the place ever since, but uh, I'm really glad that I, I got out of California and got to see, you know, another part of the country and you're a terp. All of, I am a terp. <laughs> you're a terp. You're the turtle. That's what the they turtle. say. Yep. Um, my, uh, my wife's sister, they live in Baltimore and we, I love it when we go there because obviously the food, the food's great because you know, the seafood, I love seafood and all that. Crab. You know? And yeah, the crab, blue crab and it's great there. And my kids love the aquarium to go to the aquarium and, and stuff like that. So, and I've actually been to been to an Orioles game there. And then I got to see Ohio state play Navy when I was there too. So oh, nice. that was, that was fun. Actually, the coolest part about doing that was watching Navy come in because every, because it's there, all the bases are there. So they lies a ton, a ton of guys, kids, women, everything, you know, like coming in, they line the field and all their sections and everything. So that was an experience. It was like, wow, you don't get to see that all the time. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> 
Uh, you said your husband. Oh, go ahead. So Maybe I was going to say, it's a, Annapolis is a beautiful, beautiful campus. Yes, yes, yes. And they're in the Big Ten now, so they're getting beat up a little bit sometimes. <laughs> okay, I just have to say that because I'm an Ohio State fan. So. <laughs> yeah, well, Maryland football is nothing to write home about, so we won't even go there. <laughs> it doesn't count, right? It doesn't count. It does. Hey, those are athletes too. They work hard, yeah. just like yeah. everybody else. Anyone that wants right. to be an athlete that puts their mind to it and works really hard when you're past a certain point you know, like high school, <laughs> if you go to the, cause everyone's like, Oh, that kid's going to play professional basketball, baseball, whatever. And I'm like, no, he's not. No. Like I, I have an eight year old now that plays and there's like, Oh, that kid's amazing. And I go, that kid's good, but that's wait a few years. Yeah, before we start. So like, I, I don't, yeah. don't want to say anything bad about the kid. Love them to death. They're great kids. All of them always. But I'm always like, you're the dad that, okay, cool. You keep that up. Yeah. <laughs> and then your kid's not going to play anymore because he's going to hate it. <laughs> True. But eh, it is what it is. What's the heaviest barbell? I mean, not barbell, but uh, kettlebell that you've lifted, I should say. That is a great question. Um, <laughs> the heaviest kettlebell that I have swung was, I think, 176 pounds. Actually, I don't know if I. Did How I do they? How do they make that? Like <laughs> it's massive. It's really massive. There's a I've seen the biggest kettlebell I've seen and I deadlifted was a hundred kilos. So it was it's, yeah, yeah. Wow. 120 yeah, pounds I was or whatever. Say, yeah. Um so that was I did I did not swing that, but I did deadlift that. Um single actually I single arm deadlifted that. And but as far as swings, it was it was either the 150 pounder or the 168. I don't know. When I was living in the East Coast, we had a a group that we'd get together every Sunday and then we called the kettlebell Sundays or Sunday swings and everybody would just bring all the kettlebells and um, they had some massive, massive belts and we would just get after it for like an hour and a half, two hours every Sunday. That was fun. (laughs) I was going to say it was fun is a different word for Rebecca and us, Chad. I mean, (laughs) my fun is going on a mat for two hours and getting beat up by a 22 year old. (laughs) Rebecca's like, I'm going to lift 220 pounds with one arm. That's fun. Yeah. Is there beer involved in this afterwards? No, no, no beer afterwards. Nothing. Wow. Just a lot of pain and soreness the next day. Has that doing what you do, has that entered? Obviously, you have great nutrition. You know what to do because you're trained in this and you have a lot of education behind it. What's the recovery like? That is a great question. Recovery is so important. Um, especially, you know, I just, I turned 30 this year and I know I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself old, but I am older than I was. I'm not 22 anymore. So as the older I get, the more I realize how imperative proper recovery is. So for me, that sleep is number one, um, quality sleep, quantity sleep. I've, I function best. I need at least seven and a half hours. So, um, definitely focusing on, you know, the quality of sleep by staying off technology before bed and, trying to and blackout curtains, keeping the room cool and dark, nice. that, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, consistent sleep, sleep and wake schedules, trying to go to bed and, and wake up around the same time every night, seven days a week. That really helps too. Nutrition is a big part of recovery. So, you know, eating well, not, not eating a lot of processed food or sugar, uh, eating whole foods, not, not a lot of alcohol, very, very minimal, um, that sort of thing. And then, you know, just regular foam rolling, mobility training, all that type of stuff, you know, proper warm ups before my workout, 
injury prevention, knock on wood, I haven't really had any serious injuries from lifting. I had a couple when I was a gymnast, but since I transitioned into just, you know, strength training and weightlifting, I haven't had any long-term <clears throat> injuries, chronic or acute, which is wonderful. So. Yeah. That's, that's very good considering what you're doing. And then, and, and for anyone, anyone that's involved, anyone out there that's listening, when you're involved with a physical activity, you know, obviously taking care of yourself, eating right, doing, you know, the proper things we we've talked about this before we bring up, you know, David Goggins, obviously everyone knows who David Goggins is the ultimate runner and whatnot. And, you know, he went through a plethora of injuries and then almost, almost ended. If anyone's ever listened or read his book, mm-hmm. um, about almost not being like basically dying and figuring out the psoas. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, now people are like, oh, the psoas is so important. Like you really got to dig in and get in there. Like I have a, like one of those PSO, right things too. I use it all the time for that reason to get, really get in there and just really do that. And it's, we talk, we talk about this at the gym. It's like nutrition, sleep and getting, you know, the right stretches or getting the right foam rolling or doing it, do it. If someone's like, man, I'm so sore or my shoulders hurt all the time doing jujitsu. Cause that's very common because you're always holding yourself up or you're using your, your traps and stuff. And I'm like, get a foam roller, get something like do that. And cut out processed foods because the sugars now are not like real sugars as they were before. Right. Yeah. All that's so true. And then also hydration, you know, drinking plenty of water and another big one, probably over too, too calm, too often overlooked is stress management. I mean, stress is inflammatory. And so, and we, I feel like just especially over the, after what we all been going through for the last year and a half, Mm -hmm. we're all just kind of operating at this know, redlining stress a lot of, and I can't speak for everybody, but sure. I know many people are my clients included and it's, it's not been an easy year. And so, you know, being mindful of that and, and finding time and ways to unwind and, and keep those stress levels in check because living a chronically, living in a chronically stressed out state does not do anyone any favors for their health, their fitness, recovery or anything. So, and I've seen that firsthand with my, my clients and even myself. Yeah. And, and you're hundred percent right. Especially with what we, what we have gone through and all are still kind of going through at certain different places and whatnot, the mental health, that chronic, you know, part, it's such at a high level now because people are, it, which I don't want to say it's good, but it's good that we're all being aware. We're all willing to talk about it. We're all, you know, Chad has um, recently posted a video about it's okay not to be okay. And, and people yeah. need to understand that, but reach out. Did you add um, with your clients? Like, I'm sure this is, it's not just now. I, this is something you've seen obviously going on, especially in your world of dealing with clients. So when I say that, I mean, did you, do you add something into your teaching to your clients? For, for the mental aspect? For like the mental and the stress management, like, Hey, let's try to do meditation or that's uh, like, you should, you know, do focus points. Like when you're resting heartbeat or whatnot with in early in the morning, like, or whatever, when you wake up, you know, you're at your lowest point, do a little meditation or a little bit of thought process, stuff like that. Have, did you add anything like that in with your teaching? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it depends. You know, I try to meet my clients where they are for some of them. Sure, that's right. Very easy to adopt. It's like, yeah, absolutely. I can do that. And for some, it's like, hmm. I don't know, it might take a little bit to get them on board, but mm-hmm. you know, wherever that, whatever they're willing to do, whether that's get out for a walk first thing or during, during the work day, get up from the desk, get outside, you know, vitamin D is very powerful for that. Um, so journaling, meditation, breath work, that type of thing, just taking, taking a day off from working. <laughs> so, you know, it's different for everybody. It's client by client, but definitely sure. incorporated a lot of that over the last year for sure. 
Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, we all need it. I, I still have, I mean, I have, I have, I have PTSD. So I have stuff like constantly jujitsu has helped a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, the mental health thing is, is up there and it's good to see people like yourself that are in this, in training people and teaching people and helping people to get them on the right path, you know, not only just eating, but because there's another aspect into it. People were like, Oh, that's a, you know, you're a professional coach. Like I, I take you as a professional coach. You have your own business, um, that you guys train people all the time and you do this and stuff. And it's like, there's more than just that. Like it's more than just working out. There's a whole aspect of getting that mind right in order to get them in the right zone, the right thing. And then you can build off that obviously, which. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you can have the best strength training or fitness training program in the world, but if those other pieces aren't in place, it's only going to get you so far. So I, I believe in when it, I, I don't even like the word like training, it's, it's coaching, it's, it's lifestyle. It's, mm-hmm. it's more than just, just the fitness aspect. It's, it's all of those things. Very holistic in my approach. Very holistic. That's a great term. Great term to use it as it is it because it is because some people might not look at it. They might look at it more mechanically, let's say, you know, versus a holistic approach and anything like Chad and I talk about and we joke, you can do pushups anytime. Like not right now, but specifically, like as soon as the show is over, I could stop and like do 25 or 50 or whatever I want to do and be like, all right, good. And pump out some pull-ups and then move on. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing like people are like, I don't have time. Like we joke about that. And it's like, you have time. You can do a little bit. It takes a whole day. There are 24 hours in an entire day. So just do it people. <laughs> yeah. It's about making the time. Right. About making the time. When you transitioned in, you know, when you, I know you were younger, when you started cheering, you were what, three, three, three years old when you are not cheering gymnastics, gymnastics. And then you yep. cheered later for a couple of years. Yeah. I, I will get all this right. Eventually when the show's <laughs> yeah. all over and I'll be like, yes, I tried to memorize the entire, every Rebecca's entire life. And it was like, put me on the spot. Terry's not going to remember guys. This is yeah, what you, happened. You got, you got a lot of it. I'm impressed. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yes, no, I started gymnastics when I was three. Uh, I think my parents put me in ballet first, dance and ballet when I was like two. And then I think I was from what they tell me, I was very bored during dance. And so they put me into like the kinder gym thing when I was three and the rest is history. Bored. You're like, come on, someone give me a kettlebell. <laughs> like, Where's the kettlebell at? I'm ready right. for kettlebells now. I don't need to do gymnastics. I don't need to cheer for a little bit. I need to do kettlebells now. Yeah. I don't think I knew what kettlebells were back then, but that's, that sport <laughs> certainly laid the foundation uh, for the rest of my athletic career until now, really. So. Yeah. That mindset, just uh, the dedication, the work ethic and, you know, gymnastics is very taxing on anyone that does it. It's very taxing. I have a really good friend. His wife competed when she was younger all through until she went to college. Um, and you know, I'm still really good friends with them. And she's, she still talks about like her daughter is in gymnastics now. And she's like, man, it's just always, it's still, that never changes. It's still highly competitive and it's highly harsh and hard on one's body. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's, it's grueling, especially at that age, you know, at a young at age, age sure, right. every other kid is, you know, out playing in the street in the park or whatever, maybe not anymore. They don't do that now, but back when yeah, I was a no, kid, no, um, right. yeah. you know, everybody's hanging out and doing whatever. And I was like, you know, school till I think two thirty-three, go straight from there to practice, practice was three 30 to six 30 or seven, and then home dinner, homework, bed, repeat. And then on the weekends we had competitions and sometimes we had to travel for those. So 
it was not a normal childhood, but it did give me a, a deep, uh, found, you know, rooted foundation for structure and discipline. And that really has led me, I think, to where I am now. Sure. Oh, I'm a hundred percent. I'm sure it has. Chad, you've talked about in the past, like even, you know, your young martial arts career and getting involved with that and then building a foundation and getting into jujitsu later on and stuff like it does build a mindset when people are involved yeah. with it. I, I played sports most of my life. I was involved with martial arts when I was younger and it's, it's kept me in that way. Like my kids are always like, dad, why do you like, why do you want to work out? Or why do you do this? Like you're old, like you don't have to do this anymore. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. I love doing this. And plus my, I would lose my mind if I didn't. Right. <laughs> it's, it's my endorphin releaser, you know, Hey, I'm going to go run yeah. with your mom and we're going to go run. And it's like, Oh, now <clears throat> as Chad would say, I'm not running unless someone's chasing me, but <laughs> not a- I only not have to be runner. faster than I only have to be faster than you, not anybody else. <laughs> but I think you said like, you know, I started martial arts when I was very young. I, my first karate class was in 1982 to age myself a little bit. But um, those early years of structure um, matter. Right. And the, and the confidence that it gives you to just keep continue. Something always had me coming back to martial arts. You know, I always wanted something different. And when the UFC got big, I'm like, Oh, what's jujitsu, you know? So just kind of kept me, kept me on the path, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I was going to ask you when you started talking about rest and how much sleep you need and all that stuff, do you ever take a complete rest day or are there days where you just do less? Absolutely. Rest. I do take rest days. I didn't used to, um, when I first got started in fitness, I think everyone kind of goes, most people go through something like this where, you know, starting out as bodybuilder training, every muscle group, you know, one per day, shoulder day, Mm. arm day, back day, leg day. That's definitely how I started. And then feeling like I only need one day off. And then as I transitioned away from aesthetics and more into like strength (laughs) and performance and the intensity of the training got higher. So, you know, lifting heavier weights, doing more volume, um, you know, longer workouts, more intensity. I, I definitely needed, I, I felt the need for, for that recovery and that full rest. And now that, you know, I like I'm 30 and I'm mm-hmm. feeling those workouts a little bit more, it takes a little longer to recover. So, um, right now with my weightlifting program, my workouts are because the, because it's so taxing on the nervous system, the workouts themselves are like two hours because there's so much rest that needed between each set or each lift. So the workouts are very long, very taxing. So I, on my non-training days, I am completely resting. Maybe That's a little, good. I go for walks every morning, um, but maybe a little bit of mobility work, but I am not picking up weights. So I'm lifting three to four days a week, depending on what coach has me doing that week. And then on my, the other three or four days, I am resting, eating and going for a walk. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. think more people need to think of that. I went to a, a jujitsu seminar years ago with JT Torres, high, high level comp competitor. Right. And somebody asked him like, you know, what do you think of, you know, what's your best advice to give somebody that competes? And he said, rest, you have to take those days off day off, whatever it is. You know, I used to be that guy just because I, you know, run the gym and I manage our gym and I had to be there all the time. I had to like, if jujitsu was going on, I had to be there because it's like, what am I going to miss? And, you know, the older I got, it's like, I got to take a day off. I got to, you know, so I take weekends off. I don't roll on the weekends. I, you know, do family time and, and that's what it is. You know, I, I get my rolling in uh, plenty of rolling in during the week. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't realize that the, the growth, if, you know, people are looking to, to gain strength or muscle, the growth actually happens outside of the gym. It you, does. When yeah, we're yeah. training, we're tearing our muscles. We're putting like micro tears from lifting. So <clears> that's, stress on the body and we need to recover from stress. And so right. the growth actually happens when we're sleeping, when we're resting and 
not training. So people think more, 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 more is better, but more recovery is actually probably what more people need than more training. Train hard enough to merit that recovery, but then recover. And I think it's so hard to, and and I'm definitely um, guilty of this. It's so hard to get your mind to tell itself that it's okay to rest and go, you're not going to lose anything. You're not going to gain. You're not going to lose. You're not getting any stronger. You're not getting any weaker. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's that getting your mind to tell you it was so hard for me. So 10, it's probably 12 years. The last year I completely always forget. Like I'm like my kids, everybody, my daughter's birthday's tomorrow. I'm like, hold on. She's going to be what? But anyway, back to what I was saying, derail. Um, we, so you tell, you tell yourself, I was running, I used to run marathons and half marathons and I would always go, I can't stop. Like I have to run every single day. Like I'm not resting. And then it started catching up to me where, you know, shins and stuff would hurt. And then, so I started adding like more lifting in, I would do, you know, like a lot of body training dips and pull-ups and, and, you know, body squats and, or just stuff like that, or deadlifting, not a lot of weight, but just constant, you know, just a lot of reps and stuff. And then it was like, yeah, you feel exhausted all the time. So then I went to my heart rate. I started training based off my heart rate. And if my heart rate was high in the morning, I wouldn't train. I would go, nope, my heart rate is above 60 for resting. I was like, not training. Is it down around 52, 53, where it normally is for me on, on, you know, training all the time. Good. I'm still good to go. So I started doing that, listening to more of that. And, um, and then my body, obviously if things hurt, it was like, no, Terry, you're not doing this, (laughs) you know, or my body wouldn't let me. But I think it's so crucial now that people understand that, that want to do it or want to work out, or it's like, it's okay to relax. I'm not telling you to go out and cheat that day and and (laughs) blow away everything you just did, but just chill out, man. Like you don't have to work real hard. Chad says it all the time. He's like, man, like you don't have to come to the gym every single day. (laughs) Like, Like, yes, I do. I don't care how old I am. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) I still fight with myself with that, even at this age. So I think it's a hard habit to break. Yeah. But it's, you got to realize too, it's about what you're doing while you're there too, right? Being as efficient as you can be in whatever we're doing, whether it's Mm -hmm. lifting or jujitsu or whatever. So truly get that time in. Yep. Got to make it count. I mean, walking into the, checking into the gym and buying a smoothie and leaving doesn't count as a workout (laughs) despite what people think. Right. Right. Exactly. And you're going to be better for it, both mentally, physically. Um, you're going to hurt yourself if you're not if you're not rested properly. You're going to end up hurting something. You could be out longer. You know, don't just always be mindful of that. You know? Yeah, no, that's a good point because people are thinking, you know, short term, I need to get this workout in. But if you do that, you know, without the proper recovery, then long term, what is you might be out longer than if you were to have just taken that rest day, yes. let your body get that recovery, and then you can train. You know, that's I'm all about sustainable training. Like, can you do? Can we do this for a yeah, long time for sure. life? Right. So, right. Did it? But, did you have that when you broke through? I mean, when you went into you know what you're doing now and in, in lifting and stuff like that, was it hard for you to like take those rest days? hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think until very recently, honestly, I think I was, I still felt a little bit of that guilt on non-training days and felt like I needed to do something or, mm-hmm. I, or I had to eat less or change something or whatever. So now it's just, I listen to my body. I know that it, what it needs. And I know that one 
missing one workout or doing one extra workout isn't going to make or break anything. But let's look at, like we just talked about, you know, looking at the long term, what's going to be the best and, and just tuning into my body and, and how it feels, what it's telling me, which, you know, the, the more you train, the more years you get under your belt, the, the better you yeah. get to be in tune with your body. And, yeah, and what the more mature, you. yeah, the more mature you come. Like I think about, so I'm a type two diabetic. I just, I found out like six months ago, I'm not insulin um, dependent. It's, it's inherited in my family. Um, my doctor told me, she's like, I don't care how hard you work out. Like your, your A1C is here and that's just keep, keep doing what you're doing. So we don't get this out of control. Cool. No problem. But I've weighed my food out for a long time. Like I use scale. I've always done it. Uh, my wife, she joined in a couple of years ago (laughs) running and stuff. Now she's insane with running constantly running always. Like, she's like, come on, we run in a race. I'm like, um, when <laughs> tomorrow I was like, no, like, what do you mean tomorrow? She's running a race tomorrow. Actually. She's like, I'm running that race tomorrow morning. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> but like, it's, you know, you get in that, that, that habit, you know, like measuring food or something. So I always tell people, I'm like, do it, make it a habit, make it something that you enjoy and like, and you can be, you, it'll be great. It could be good. And then surround yourself with good people that are going to encourage you and bust your chops at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I just popped into my head as we're talking about resting and, and taking those days off when you need it. There's that balance to when you don't feel like working out or doing jujitsu and you do it, you feel even better too. Right. You ever have those days? Like, man, I got a headache. I'm a little foggy today. Oh, yeah. You do jujitsu, you work out, whatever you do. And it's like, man, I'm so glad I did that today. So finding that balance is kind of tricky too. Absolutely. I mean, that's I, I, the hardest part is showing up. The hardest yeah. part is getting off the couch, going to the gym when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Once you do it's, night and day like endorphins the, the yeah. slow sweat it's what a difference it's yeah. really a mood enhancement natural yeah. mood enhancement yeah and sometimes just seeing you know our people right that or whatever we do yeah that's that co- conversation and and that stuff just that kicks it in too and you're like all right i'm ready i'm let's do this so 100 yeah. when you went to maryland is that what you were like this is what i'm doing like I want no, to do this. Okay. Not at all. I had I had no idea what I wanted to do. I That's I didn't wanted know out of LA. Yeah. Um. I I had no idea at the time. I majored in public health and Spanish, and so I, I I've always well no pretty much always had been had an interest and passion for health. Um. But I didn't know like how I wanted to see that through. So I th- I was debating between majoring in nutrition or kinesiology, exercise science, or public health. And for me, what did it was I, when it was public health, I didn't need to take chemistry and all the crazy science classes with public health. I needed, um, anatomy and physiology and and biology. And that was it. So I was like, well, we'll go with that. So I did that in hindsight. I wish I had done exercise science because that would have been better suited for me now, but I learned so much just from taking certifications and working for Equinox with, when they had a ton of mandatory education for trainers. So I think over the years of, of my career, I probably learned probably most of what I would have learned with through the degree program and exercise science. But um, yeah, my, my majors were not related to what I'm doing now. Although I do speak fluent Spanish still. So oh, that's cool. yes. oh, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, not this guy. I should have taken Spanish. <laughs> Every person in the world knows Spanish except Terry and, and maybe Chad. I don't, I don't. <laughs> my kids are like, handy. yeah, my wife, even she knows some Spanish that she went on a mission trip a while back to, um, to Mexico. And I was like, have fun. It's like, I don't know anything. 
<laughs> Not that I don't want to. It's just that I was, I'm an engineer and go speak. I work on a computer all day. Like I draw, so I design. That's what I do. <laughs> I didn't need to speak yeah. any other language. Probably don't need Spanish for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need to do anything. I can do jujitsu. I can not have to talk except now genius. Hey, let's do a podcast where you talk to people and you're terrible at it. <laughs> good. That's good to do. Right. <laughs> so are you going to train in jujitsu there in Dallas? I'd like to, um, I went to one class, um, when was it like a week or two after I got here, uh, with JP Donnell, who's part of Jocko's team. He, uh, lives here in Dallas as well. And so oh, he, nice. he invited me to come with him and, um, I went there and it was probably not the right class for me. It was a bunch of like purple, brown and black belts <laughs> to compete. And I'm like, what's up guys. First day white belt. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, they had some instructors that were willing to work with me one-on-one, which was great while everybody else was rolling. So it was actually very, very helpful. But, um, I about a week or two after that, I ended that, the following week I got COVID. So then obviously didn't go anywhere for two weeks and finally got my strength back. So I have the meet tomorrow for weightlifting. And then after that, I'm, I'm probably going to explore some, some jujitsu in the area. I know there's a ton of gyms around here and so we'll see. Yeah, you guys have a, there's a lot of gyms there in Dallas. There's a lot in Texas in general, but Dallas itself and Dallas is big too. <clears throat> you know, you big Cowboys fan now. I'm not a huge sports oh, gal. I know a lot of, a lot of Cowboys fans here for sure, oh, yeah. but <laughs> I, I don't really care. I, I hope there's TV. a lot of Cowboys fans there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jerry Jones is Obviously. in trouble if not. <laughs> right. No. So I, I'm neither here nor there with sports, but maybe, maybe in time I'll become a Cowboys fan by default. I don't know. Don't be sucked in. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, every Dallas fan's going to be like, even here, we have a ton of Dallas fans here. I oh, work really? with a ton of Dallas fans. Yeah. It's just because they were like America's team forever and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not a huge sports fan anymore because I, used, I got the best thing is, is you didn't get sucked in. Like I just said, don't get sucked in. Yeah. Well, years ago as a kid, and obviously I played sports my whole life and then I got sucked in. Then it was like, oh, sports all the time. And then I was like, I'm completely wasting my time. Because I can't do anything about that. Right. <laughs> totally. That's why, like, precisely why I don't own a television. There you go. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go with wow too. So what's the, enter- <laughs> what's entertainment like then? Uh, still working on that. I need a, I need a little more of a life than work. Uh, I like to work. I like to lift and not besides that, you know, not, not too much else over the last year, launching a business is a lot of work. And so I haven't done much besides that and train. Um, but now that I'm here and settled, I, I do look, look forward to trying some new things. I want to go shooting on a more regular basis. I really enjoy shooting. Um, longer term goal, maybe compete in the tactical games. I don't know if you're familiar with tactical games, but that would be cool just to be able to combine my fitness and my, my, I wouldn't say passion for shooting. It's not something I've done a ton of, but the times that I have gone with my husband, it, I just really, really enjoy it. Does he compete in? Does he compete in the tactical games as he ever? No, he's, you okay. know, he's a Marine Corps for 16 years. So he's an expert rifleman and nice. has plenty of experience under his belt, but he does, he'll, we'll go shooting just for fun, go to the range when we're together because he has the, the weapons and he's not yeah. here with me right now. But um, yeah, so it's something I want, I would like to get my own and, and get more experience under my belt and get more comfortable with it. But um, so that's something I, I would like to do more of for, for fun and entertainment, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I just got here and settled in and kind of starting a new chapter and can reinvent myself into whatever I want to do here. So, yeah, no, that's cool. And you're, you're super young. You have a ton of time. You have, you're like you said, you're starting, you started a business it, and honestly, 
it's just bananas and awesome and credit to you and like your and your husband, obviously, because you started a business at one of the hardest times with maybe one of the hardest businesses to start. <laughs> it's like someone opening up a gym. It's like, oh, wait, <laughs> which is awesome. And you're successful. Like it's, it's coming along, right? It is coming along. It's we're growing gradually, which, you know, sometimes it's frustrating. I wish we were growing faster, but then I know if we were growing very rapidly, then that would bring its own host of challenges. So sure, I, sure. I should be thankful for what we have and, and just continue to strive to grow uh, each day, a l- little bit more each week, each month. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, but yes, it, it is challenging because everybody went online <laughs> over the last year. There's a ton of people trying to make it in the fitness industry online. And it's, it's all about, you know, what, what can I offer that's different than the next person? What approach can I take? What messaging can I present um, that's going to attract the right people to, to my brand? So that's, you know, marketing 101, I guess. But Sure, yeah. Figuring that out every single day, learning, failing, trying again, seeing what works, what doesn't work. And Rebecca, you have a great mindset for it because of everything that you've done from young training all the way through. So like, it's okay to fail, but you belong where you're at. You belong doing what you're doing. So that's important for everyone to understand and to know for yourself to understand, like, you know, this, like you didn't get the lift or you didn't hit the PR, but it doesn't matter. Like you're still going to come back and grind tomorrow. You're going to get after it every day, doing what you need to do when other people may go, I can't do this anymore. I'm quitting. It's just not going to, I can watch your videos and go, yes, this lady is not quitting. doing this." <laughs> yeah. Quit, I mean, quitting is the, real, the surefire way to fail, exactly. but as long as you don't, you know, if there's, you can pivot a million times, but if you quit, then, then you failed. So right. Um, yeah, I think it's quitting is not, it's not in my DNA for sure. Uh, have I had days where I'm really frustrated and want to throw my computer against the wall? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, have, but majority of the days are good and I wake up every day. I work most of the day, but it doesn't feel like work to me because I truly feel like I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm fulfilling my passion. I'm helping people and serving people in a way that's authentic to me. Um, whereas, you know, when I worked for a gym and I, I had a phenomenal experience working for Equinox for six and a half years, but it, I represented Equinox and I was contributing to their success. So being an entrepreneur and being able to build my brand and present myself the way that I want people to perceive me um, is, is a liberating and very empowering feeling. So it's, it's been an incredible experience and I'm, I'm very glad that uh, I did what I did when I did it. And that I'm able to live, live life and, and have my business on my own terms. So wouldn't trade that for anything. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's super awesome. And it's, that's the most important thing to like, do it on your own terms. You're doing it right. You know, you're doing it. I know there are people out there that do things the way they have to do it and that's awesome and they should. And, but there are also people out there that are cutting corners and doing things that they shouldn't do. The, every because social media is everything and anything now and whatever's on social media is right and whatever's in the internet is right you know allegedly. what i mean so allegedly 100 allegedly <laughs> <laughs> you know like showing some kind of technique and doing something and it's like i don't know is that right because that doesn't look very good <laughs> and i don't know anything everyone's an expert right yeah. yeah i'm sure do you get that do you get uh this is i'm sure you get this do you get trolls that are like oh that's terrible like you, you I don't honestly, have to answer that. 
No, no, no. I think, I mean, it comes with the territory. You, you have enough followers of you're, you're going to have some bad apples in the bunch, but I, I have to say, and I have gotten this question on other podcasts that I've been on and I, I feel very fortunate because I do, my following is very, for the most part, 99 plus percent of the time, very supportive, very positive, very encouraging. Every now and then I'll get a comment or a direct message that's not so, not so pleasant not and so pleasant, not so positive, sure. but very, very few and far between the, the overwhelming majority of my the people I engage with my content are very positive and I feel very grateful because social media can be, it's a time suck. It's an energy <laughs> suck. And yeah. you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I gotta, I gotta do it for my business, but it does take up more time than I would like to like it to. But um, while I'm on it, you know, it's, it's sure it's a good experience for the most part. That's a testament of who you are as a person too. Thank to, you. To, yes, definitely. Because we live in a world of technology and a world of social media platforms where it's awful. It can be very awful for people. Uh, yeah. Chad and I deciding to do this, you know, the, the doing a podcast, I, neither one of us are like, Hey, we stand up in front of crowds and talk to people. But at the same time, it was like, let's just do it. And mm-hmm. don't care really what people think because we want to, educate people. We want to give people, we want to bring people on like you and and people that have knowledge to give it to people, pass information on to better people's lives because we live in a world where everyone wants someone to fail and something, you know, terrible to happen, you know, social media, like I said, with the platforms awful. And it's like, no, let's make a positive impact to, to try to give people something to want to do or live more, you know? So and it's hard it's- to, Go ahead, Chad. It's, it's hard to put yourself out there too, because there are a lot of armchair quarterbacks, right? That are going to be like, yeah. "Oh man, you know, I didn't for a long time. I didn't put any like little instructional videos. I, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe I should put that on Facebook. And I doubted myself. I'm like, oh, what if somebody says something? I'm like, well, who cares if somebody says something? You know, there's, you know, way different ways to do everything. So for sure, yeah, I've had. I think we've all been there. You know, I've hesitated to post things or reworded or rewritten my captions 500 times so yeah. that I wouldn't offend anybody. And sure. but ultimately like, and I've taken some social media courses and, and read a lot about it because as I, my following's grown and I use it for my business now, like it's important for me to, you know, to use it well. And one of the things that I did learn about it is that being a little bit polarizing is okay. And so taking a, taking a stand, letting people know what you do stand for letting people know what you don't stand for so that the people who, who really resonate with what you're saying or like, yes, a hundred percent. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're speaking to me. I get you, you get yeah. me. And then the people who definitely don't agree with what you're saying, they're going to unfollow. And I used to be like, so offended if I would lose followers. And now <laughs> I'm like, that's good. Like I'm attracting the people that want to hear what I have right. to say. And the people who don't can see themselves out. And that's the beauty of the unfollow button. So perfect. Yeah. it's yeah, definitely perfect. It is too. Cause it's you're hundred percent right. You want good people in your corner, whether, whether you, whether they're a follow or anything, you want people who are going to support you and be there for you. You know, like Chad said, like putting yourself out there, it's hard. I was worried about that too. Like now I openly talk about stuff. Like I would have never talked about like bringing up stuff like diabetes or PTSD or anything like that. Like I've never, I don't talk about that stuff. Like my wife is the only person that I talk about that, but now everyone like people know, but I'm okay with it. Cause I go, this is me. This is who I am. I'm real, but I will help you out. I will encourage you. I will do anything I can in my power to help you succeed or whatever I can do. Might not be a lot, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, you know, putting yourself out there as a, as a human, like we're all people with our own issues and our struggles and challenges. And the more you can present that, because so much of social media is, that, is everyone presenting their best 
self. Sure, so if we right. can put a little bit of that vulnerability in and show people like we are human, we have those challenges, we have those days, we, we're not perfect. We don't always, you know, use filters for everything and, and be a hundred percent spot on all the time. So, and people connect with that because people who, you know, and it's more times than I ever would have expected, I've gotten messages from people who've like told me that because of my posts, they've gotten their life together, gotten back on track. They worked out today when they were thought about skipping after they saw my post, like that type of thing. It's like, that's why I do what I do. And unfortunately, like it's human nature to let the negativity and the, the haters voices yeah. sound louder than the, the positivity when the overwhelming majority of people are not negative. They're you know, neutral right. or positive, but we, for whatever reason, that's just how we're, our brains are wired to like, let that, that one comment, like beat you down all day. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh my God, I shouldn't have posted that when 90 95% of the people like really did like what you had to say. And so that's, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest challenges in social media is, is that right there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's like being in school all over again at certain times. You know what I mean? Like my kids will come home and they're like, you know, I'm like, Oh, you guys okay. And Oh, I had a bad day. So-and-so said, you know, whatever. And they're, they're fairly young, but it's like, but there's so many more people that didn't say that. And they were there and they were your friend and did whatever, you know? So it's like, remember, ignore the noise. Cause the noise is going to be what destroys you that you allow yep. to, yep. you know, <clears throat> gotta have exactly. good people at your table. I always tell them all the time. I'm like, make sure there's you got good people at your table. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pull exactly. a chair up for that person. That person's a good person to have at your table. It's okay. Everybody out there to select people at your table. You're not being selfish. You're being what is best for you in your life. You know, Absolutely. So, yeah, very cool. Good stuff. I totally lost my train of thought. Well, this also <laughs> goes back to the beginning of the podcast when I'm like, see, I screw up the intro all the time because I'm terrible at this. And I get nervous when I'm in front of someone like talking about them, <laughs> like, <laughs> This is terrible. Like, I'm so bad at this. I'm like, just keep going. But then I leave it. Like, people before they're like, would you edit that out? And I'm like, no, I leave it in just raw as it is because yeah. this is who I am. Like, I'm not a perfect podcaster. Would I love to be sure? But I also think that takes away who I am too of being kind of an old goofy guy. I say old, I'm only 44. Chad's really the old one on the show. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all right. Right. Very good. So I'm going to ask an odd question here because it's October movies. What is your favorite scary movie? I hate scary movies. Oh, man. <laughs> I really do. Ah. I like mystery thrillers, like with, you know, plot twists and murder mysteries and whatever. Um, but I don't like horror movies. I have no, I can't say anything now. <laughs> and I, as you know, I don't own a television, so I don't. That is right. She completely, that was such yeah. excused audience out there listening. If you were all yelling at your radios and computer screens and phones right now going, she already told you she didn't have a TV dummy. I mean, not to say there's not other ways you can watch, can't watch movies. You right. certainly can watch movies on your computer, but um, I hardly ever do. I'm not a big TV movie person. She's shoot guns. Lift weights, shoot guns, swing kettlebells. What's your favorite gun right now? Um, I haven't shot. Honestly, what, the only things I've shot are whatever guns my husband has or my dad has. My dad has quite a few guns, but um, the Glock 19 is what I've been shooting the most. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. It's a good gun. It's, it's yeah. balanced really well. They've 
obviously Glock has perfection perfected that. It's one of the most commonly shot guns, especially in three gun shoots. Um, the Glock 19 is, uh, the Glock C17 was another, a lot of people liked it from the frame to spec, but I, I have no affection with guns at all. So clearly <laughs> we talked, we had some year, maybe I'll have a different answer. <laughs> you will, you'll find something that's really comfortable in your hand that you'll just, you'll fall in love with and you'll go, no, this is the gun I want to shoot. Like you'll shoot other things. Cause you'll just want to experience it, you know, yeah. like shooting an AR or shooting, you know, any to anything or shooting an AR loaded rail or something, you know, but a handgun, you'll find something that fits and you'll love it and it'll feel fantastic. And you'll go, this is it. This is my go-to, but this other stuff over here. Oh, sure. I'll shoot it. No problem. Yeah. I'll <laughs> let you know when I find, when that awesome. moment comes and when awesome. I find it, <laughs> when you, when you, <laughs> when you post it, I'm going to like, I'm just going to comment and be like, Hey, <laughs> what was that? What was that gun? Yep. It wasn't a description. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Well, we've, we kept her for an hour, haven't we? Chad? Yeah, just about, yeah, solid just hour. about an hour. Talked about all kinds of stuff and just random stuff as usual. So we do here on Limitless Radio Cast. We don't put pressure on anybody. We just want everybody to have fun and relax and talk about what they want to talk about. Oh, what would be, in your opinion, now that you know what you know, or at least seen from jujitsu, what would be a great exercise that you would think or say, not think, because I know you know, would be good for people to do. Say at home. Or just get up, hands down. I knew it. I knew, I knew it, it too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I what, wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's what our fellow, my uh, other black belt, Pete, that we told you about, that's his favorite workout is Turkish get ups. Yeah. They're, they're so great. I mean, they're whatever fitness goal someone has, Turkish get up will probably help because mm-hmm. it's, it addresses so many different elements of fitness. There's, the time under tension alone, you know, one rep of Turkish getup takes 30 seconds to do, whereas mm-hmm. one rep of any other exercise pretty much is going to take one second. Right. So the, the time under tension is, is phenomenal. Um, so there's strength, there's muscular endurance, there's mobility, there's stability, there's multiplanar movement. It's, it's just kind of all in one. So actually somebody asked me earlier today, if I were to only ever do one exercise again for the rest of my life, I could only that do would, one, which one would it be? And, and that was my answer. Yeah. So I mean, because that really is working your whole body, right? I mean, you're engaging everything. Just about everything. Yep. Just about everything. Yeah. And, the, and whether you lo- use weight or not, I see a lot of people just do it with form, right? With no weights. Yep. Body weight get-ups are great. I mean, that's how I teach. I don't, I don't let anybody load a get-up until they've mastered it body weight first because it is oh, so nice. technical. Okay. Yeah. And it, there's definitely prereqs in terms of, you know, sh- overhead stability, shoulder mobility, thoracic spine mobility, core stability, all that stuff is definitely required. So um, that there's, we got to hit those benchmarks before we earn the load. Yeah. Is it because of the pausing in that whole 30 second rep? Like I don't say pausing, pausing, but like that Turkish get up, like getting up to each step when you're going through that process. Is that why it's so taxing? I mean, on that, cause you're holding your core and everything. Yep. It's, I mean, everything's engaged when, when you have that load overhead, you have to be tuned in, you have to be controlled. There's mind muscle connection happening. It's not an exercise you're rushing through. Um, I sometimes I've seen in certain modalities of training that they're doing, you know, high rep get-ups or and moving through them for speed. And it's just, that's totally missing the point of the exercise. So, um, you know, when I prescribe get-ups for clients, it's sets of one, you know, one, one rep per side, that's it because it's taxing. You need to rest after each side and you're not, you're, it's not an exercise you're trying to do tons and tons of reps consecutively. If you're trying to get out what it's intended for. What's intended for. Nice. 
I should do them more often than I, I used to do them. And then I stopped doing them because I just focused on jujitsu and I got on a kick of doing pull-ups like insane. I wanted to see if I could do fingertip pull-ups on a um, frame of a door. So I was like, yeah. So I literally, I challenged myself to do it. And I was like, all right, here's my goal. I'll do, you know, I'll start doing hand exercises all the time. And I started doing pull-ups constantly. And then I slowly just moved out to my fingertips. So I did one and then I was like, all right, you did it. (laughs) Now what? (laughs) So then I just kept doing pull-ups like, and then I never tried to do another finger one. So I just stick to pull-ups and push-ups now. I don't lift as much. Which are great. Some of the best body weight exercises you can do. One of the things I did, that's what, like getting older a little bit, I tried to get away from, you know, like bench pressing, like, oh, let's go bench press 225 today, you know, or 250 or whatever. It's like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to try to just do concentrated form and weights. Like, I cut out doing curls. I did mostly body weight stuff, you know, like dips and push ups and pull ups. And I would do different versions of pull ups, like, you know, wide and close and, unders and, you know, different, different versions like that, even the dips, you know, stretching dips out and coming close and stuff. And it helped me a ton until COVID happened. And we won't tell right. that. <laughs> it's, I had a gym at work, so I work from home now because our, we don't have to go in the office, but I have a gym right. at work and I would work out every single day at lunch, take a shower, come back. And so when COVID happened, I have a gym here. It's just that I'm more comfortable. Right, Chad. We become comfortable at home, and very true. And then I quit running all the time, and all that good stuff. All the stuff that Rebecca would say. See, you should do this. (laughs) Well, running, running is certainly not my thing. That is not something you'll catch me doing very often. If I run once a quarter, it's a lot. So, when you switched into a lot of cardio work when you were younger, what kind of cardio work was it? When you when you transitioned, because. Just like elliptical treadmill, oh, okay. cardio, like basic steady state cardio, very boring. I didn't know what I went to a gym and it, it was so weird because I, you know, gymnastics, I got strong from gymnastics, sure. but I, it was with my own body weight. I had never learned how to pick up weights and how to lift. And I was looking back, trying to find videos for the, the post that I posted today. I was looking back at some of my old videos from when I even first learned kettlebells before I got my certification and knew how to actually use them properly. And it's, it's in, in the Olympic lifts too. I started dabbling in them before I actually got a coach and learned. And my word, it was a little embarrassing for myself say, to watch myself. <laughs> Did you but post it's cool those too. videos it before? See, what's that? <laughs> Did you post those videos before? To where I will at know. some point. Huh. I think it's important too to, for people to see, you know, it's like we talked about earlier with Instagram, people put their best self right. on sure. the posts. And so for and then they think that everyone just woke up like this and have always been yeah, doing it this I mean, way, right? Yeah. So to, to sh- I think there's important. It's important to show people like the journey and and where I was like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and five years ago, even two years ago. Like even sure. my my first weightlifting meet, which is February of 2019, I was watching the videos from that, and in just two years, a little over two years, I've my lifts have improved so much. My, just the technique, you know, I, my strength has not increased a ton from then. Because, you know, I've been lifting for so long. Those strength gains are very, very small and incremental now. So, but the technique is like night and day. So it's cool to see that transition. When when does it become, I'm just, I'm asking this because obviously I have no idea. When's it become more technique than it is strength? Is there a point that it does? Or is there a, 
like a mix? I think it depends. It depends on the person's training. Like we have our biological age, which is however old you are and sure. how many years you've been on this earth. And then there's the training age. So depending on how, you know, people might not start training until they're 30 or 40 mm-hmm. or 50. And so the, how that depending on where you're, where you are and how old you are, when you start training, I think that can impact it. And then how, how often you train, how frequently you, you're training. And so there's a lot of factors that impact that, but um, you know, if you one because I had a good foundation of strength technique was my limiting factor for the technical okay. lifts, like kettlebell training and, sure. um, and, and weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting. So once I was able to, which is why I hired a coach because, you know, I, I could get a little bit stronger and I will continue to get a little bit stronger each year, hopefully for a little bit longer, at least. Um, <laughs> but the technique, it's not funny, is, but it's funny the way <laughs> everyone out there who's watching on YouTube, you'll understand why, but. Rebecca's facial expressions are amazing because <laughs> of that reason. <laughs> um, but thank you. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, the, the technique is what's really going to push people to the next level when the strength is, you know, I don't ever want to say maxed out, but mm-hmm. up there, you know, and you can rely on technique if you're lacking a little bit, I say lacking a little bit of strength, there's a window there, right? Where if you have great technique, you can overcome things. It's, it's a, like, I think and Chad, you back me up here. Would you say jujitsu is kind of like that too? I mean, we always talk about, hey, jujitsu was designed for, I don't say designed for, but I apologize everyone out there. My ESPN things keep going off on my phone. Yeah. I mean, let's not, I mean, size matters, right? Size definitely can matter, especially in jujitsu, but I mean, I'm 150 pounds and technique can definitely beat strength, you know? So there is that window, at least for jujitsu. I don't know what you feel about with lifting and stuff. I'm sure it helps. Yeah. I think, you know, it's kind of, one's always kind of chasing the other, you yeah. focus on one, yeah. the other one drops off and then you focus on that and they're always kind of playing catch up. So. Yeah. Good. That's, that's what I, I knew there was a correlation in there. Um, you know, to that, to like, Hey, there's with this and everything like technique can take you further than what people anticipate technique can take you. So don't discount technique people like get great technique, get a good coach, uh, you know, like Rebecca, like I'm sure anyone out there that's listening, you can get her as a coach because <laughs> she's going to talk about this today. <laughs> she's going to talk about her business and everything else that you can obviously get out there. You don't have to do it right now. I'm just letting everybody else out there know. <laughs> yeah, no technique is uh, so important technique. And, and also I think this probably applies to jujitsu as much as it does to uh, to kettlebells or lifting, but breathing, breathing is so yeah. overlooked with, you know, kettlebell training, especially it's, and I just, that's top of mind because it's most of my clients that I work with, I'm, I'm working with them on kettlebells and just changing and fixing someone's breath, the timing of it, the execution of the breath there's a certain style, like way that you breathe with when you train hard style kettlebells. And a lot of times if I fix the, the client's breath, everything else falls into place. Mm, nice. And it's yeah, pretty, nice. it's a pretty magical thing to see. Yeah. I've, I've probably yelled that, not yelled, but at turn, uh, guys that compete coaching them, I'm like, just breathe. And they'll let that breath and you'll see them just like everything changes. I'm like, why are you holding your breath? Yeah. And I so. think that applies to just life. You know, we, yeah. we're just like we talked about earlier with the stress and the chronically stressed all the time. We're holding our breath. We're breathing shallowly. We're chest breathing instead of belly breathing. And yeah. that, that has a tremendous impact on our health. And we don't, most people don't even have a clue about it. So I yeah. think that's another thing we that probably could be more mainstream talked about so certain, you know, circles talk about it a lot. I know like Wim Hof with the, the cold plunges mm-hmm. and the breathing, like that's big, big on the breathwork there and, and kettlebells too, for sure. But um, it should be, should be talked about more. I think it's very yeah. powerful. 
It is. And it's, it's awesome that it's coming into more of a light. So people understand it versus, you know, you go 20 years ago when people were competing at anything, breathing in that kind of stuff was never, it was, it was, as we said earlier in the show, work out every day as hard as you can. And I don't care what happens. If you're hurt, tape it up, put a bandaid on it and get back after it. Right. And it's like, it's not a good idea. <laughs> and, and it took a while for people actually to start understanding that. And, you know, people as yourself that are highly educated in this world of lifting and working out and staying nutritionally mindful of what you're doing, you know? So that's very good. Yep. What would be a daily good meal for someone doing this type of workout? Well, when it comes Macro to nutrition, wise. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to nutrition, the answer is usually it depends because it depends a lot on, you know, it's, it's, I don't like to make blanket recommendations for nutrition because every body is so different. Um, I'm also not a dietitian, So I, yeah. I try not to like tell people you have to, you should eat this or you shouldn't sure. eat this. It really depends. But some of, I'll tell you what I eat and like my go-to thing. Um, but my, my breakfast is pretty much the same. I'll do sweet potato, um, kind of like sweet potato hash with a bunch of veggies and two eggs with half an avocado. That's pretty much my staple uh, on the weekend. Sometimes I'll make protein pancakes, but big, big breakfast fan myself. So that, um, the best then, meal of the day. I think it is. I love brunch. Um, give me all the eggs and waffles and pancakes. I'll eat it all. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of my go-to in the morning. And then, um, dinner's usually like ground bison or beef or turkey or chicken, whatever. And then, uh, or sometimes wild fish and veggies and rice, quinoa, sweet potato. I'm pretty, pretty basic the staples, uh, a lot of fruits and vegetables, lean protein, healthy fats. Nice. Simple. Yeah. yeah. It's simple, but it's good for you. And uh, if anyone out there is listening, that's never tried any of that kind of stuff. I mean, at least explore, and it's amazing how eating that, what Rebecca's saying, eating that type of food makes you not hungry or the cravings and that type of stuff. I'm a big fan of quinoa. I've eaten quinoa a lot now. Um, and I eat a lot of spinach and stuff like that. A lot of olive oil. Um, I eat healthy fats and stuff. I do eat low carb because of the diabetes. So I try to keep my carbs pretty low. I keep my macros, sure. you know, in there. My fats are pretty much in between, depending on if I'm I've done keto before and I've done hardcore keto where I've kept my carbs like two to five, two to five grams a day where, and I did that for, yeah, that's pretty hardcore. My wife's always like, I don't think people know what, how hardcore keto can be until you go what you're doing. And she's like, I will never do that. And I was like, yeah, most people won't do this, but I'll for, I mean, Chad knows I've done, I'll do, I don't do this anymore. I haven't done it in a while really since finding out the diabetes, but I'll do, um, fasting and I'll do long-term like I've done up to 94 hours is my longest that I've ever fasted, but I used to do it once a month. I would do three or four days of just fasting, just water. And I can't live without coffee. It's kind of a staple coffee. (laughs) I'm drinking coffee right now. Are you now? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. And it won't keep me up. Like that's the thing. Like my wife always jokes because she loves coffee and she's like, I don't know how you can drink coffee. And I'm like, I can drink coffee like all the time and it just doesn't, they, the caffeine wow. never affects me and it's straight. I don't put anything in it. No, no creamer, nothing. Um, try to keep the sugar on the down low as much as I can, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just like that kind of stuff that you're eating. It's, it's imperative for people to always understand that it's good. Like it can help you in the long term of 
even though you said you're not a dietitian, I'm not by far, but I can tell you what I've done and I know it works, but at least for me, but as Rebecca said, it's different for everybody and everybody is different. Every person is different. So that's good. Good stuff. Awesome. Nutrition is, is very individual when it comes to, you know, what to eat, when to eat, how to eat. Yeah. So, and it's, it's interesting because I don't know that some people will be like, Oh, you should do this. This is what I do. And I do. And I'm always like, I can tell you what I do, but it's like putting everything in a basket and you need to pick it out and, yeah. and figure it out for yourself because I can't tell you that that's going to work for you. Exactly. Exactly. You yep. know, it's important. I agree. And then you have Chad and he eats vegan. He doesn't eat meat. That's not true. I know. I, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Being, he's quiet. He's quiet right now. He's listening to me talk a lot. I'm, I'm clearly nervous today. That's why I've talked a lot. So I apologize. <laughs> no apologies needed. So tell us all about, let's see, I'm going to screw I'm going to screw your name up. The, the Semper, I'm not going to say it because I'm going to screw it up. So you tell us all about it, Rebecca. How can sure. they find you? How can everyone find you and tell us all about it? Absolutely. So my business is called Semper Stronger. Uh, Semper coming from the Marine Corps, my husband being a Marine 16 years and us being together for 10, being a a Marine wife is a big, big part of who I am. It's shaped me in a big way. So, um, and we own the business together. So we integrated that, Uh, but that's where Semper comes from. Stronger comes from obviously strength being our passion and something that I want to, it's what I feel is my gift to the world is to help people become physically, mentally stronger. And so that's why we named our business Semper Stronger. And as far as where, where to find us, uh, SemperStronger.com, Instagram at SemperStronger, Facebook Stronger, and um, what we do. So we, you know, it's kind of all in the name, strength, a lot of strength programming. So kind of have multiple levels, depending on what people are looking for. Um, one-on-one coaching is something that I offer very soon before the end of the year. We are also going to be opening up, we're going to be adding coaches to our team since I, I'm only one person, Joel's oh, still nice. active duty. So uh, we are going to be starting very soon the, the hiring process for additional coaches to coach one-on-one clients since I can't, I can't take every application that comes in. I, I just don't have the bandwidth to do that. So that's going to grow hopefully very soon. Um, and then we have programs that I've written. So I think we're up to like eight programs now on our website, a variety of kettlebell programs and some other modalities. So body weight and bands have a strictly body weight program. And then I kind of have a mixed modality, barbell, kettlebell, dumbbell mixture program um kind of hybrid training and then we have our membership so our squad membership is basically just you know community of people from all over the world we have about 75 members right now from different countries from here all the way to australia and everything in between so it's really it's been such a cool experience to bring people together um through our app and we have a group chat and it's just supportive community we do live workouts we do i post workouts of the day a body weight workout and a kettlebell workout every day and then people just communicate and, and post videos and post you know questions or whatever and i'm always in there um answering them and engaging with the members so that's uh, those are kind of our three levels of um programming that we offer and very soon also we're going to be working on doing some more live workouts and having an on-demand library for since i know that's kind of the direction that online fitness is going a lot of people want that follow-along workout which is not sure. something we offer yet so going to be working on building an, an on-demand library here shortly awesome stuff that's very yeah. cool. <clears throat> and the more information obviously is only going to educate people, you know, and, and bring them the closer to being what they can be and what 
they will be through you and through your team and what you guys are doing for people. So good on you. That's so awesome. You know, Thank that's you. good. Yeah. You got, some, you, you got some zoom stuff too, right? Did I say you're doing a zoom kettlebell class? Yep. So we do right as of now, it's been pretty much like once a month, we do a live kettlebell workout. We usually have about 15 people that show up and trying to grow that, you know, it's, up to now up to this point it's been i've just done it for free just to reach more people and bring Mm -hmm. people together because that's what i want to do and eventually once i figure out the whole you know growing the the library on demand and doing all that we'll probably start having a library and like a catalog that people can choose from and we'll we'll charge a few bucks a class and whatever but still figuring it all out but yeah we're we are doing some more live workouts these days nice yeah. Starting a business is totally easy. I mean, it just all happens, right? There's like yeah. a magic book. It just poof. Chad and I just yep. started our own, um, tape finger tape business, uh, for like taping fingers for anything. Honestly, you can use it for working out, lifting anything, uh, just to protect your nubs and, you know, it helps with gripping and jujitsu and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm constantly like every day we're talking about something and I'm like, yeah, I didn't, didn't really think about that. <laughs> Because yeah. someone Trial left a error. book somewhere. I know that's exactly like I'll, I feel awful sometimes. And, you know, Chad's great. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm learning on the fly, man. Like some of the stuff, yeah. I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no one ever said, Hey, you're going to own your business, small business, but Hey, no one ever said that. Just like, small hey. or large. It's, you know, it's a journey and it's learning it's a, every single yeah. day, challenges and triumphs yeah. and all everything between. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Cool. Well, Rebecca. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You want anything, Thank anything you. else out there or sponsors? Do you want to shout out sponsors or anything? Sponsor uh, Jocko fuel is they're, they're my sponsors. Love those people so much. Love their products. Believe wholeheartedly in what they're doing. Um, Origin being, you know, the, the kind of the parent company of all that. They're bringing manufacturing back to America. They have their factory up in Maine. Now they just opened a second factory in North Carolina and they're keeping all American, American hands, making American products, which is something I believe wholeheartedly in, especially after what we've been through over the last year, I think, and seeing, you know, what's going on with the supply chains. I think being able to start to finish the entire supply chain in the United States is, is pretty incredible. So highly support them and believe in their mission. So got to give them a shout out, of course. Um, Yeah. And then the only thing that I will bring up, we didn't talk about it. And you mentioned at the beginning is the Iron Maiden, the Iron Maiden challenge. I did. I did. I, yes. Well, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, go ahead. So, uh, Because people, whenever I talk about that, a lot of people are like, oh, you mean the band Iron Maiden? (laughs) No, not, not that. (laughs) Um, Not even close actually. So uh, the Iron Maiden challenge is through Strong First. And it is basically if you're attending any of their certifications, Strong First is like the, the school of strength and it's through, it's the certification that I have about, or the organization through which I have my kettlebell certification. Mm-hmm. They also have a body weight and a barbell certification. So kind of like the triathlon of strength is how they put it. And um, at any of their certifications, anybody who's attending can attempt the challenge. And for males, it's Beast Tamer. And for females, it's the Iron Maiden. And what you have to do to earn the title is a weighted pull-up, a pistol squat and an overhead military press with one arm, uh, males with the 48 kilogram and females with the 24 kilogram. So that's how you get out of here. So actually I saw the, I saw the video that you posted where you did the pull up and you had a kettlebell, um, strapped around you. Right. And it's belt belt and chain. Is it belt and chain strap? Is that how they, or how they, okay. I used to do 45 pound plates with, with that, but they don't do that anymore. Kettlebell. Geez, who would have thunk? put a kettlebell on there <clears throat> but anyway that's insane like so a one-handed military press 
Yep. Just standard overhead press. Just overhead press. So is that the, that's okay with kettlebell, right? Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. I, yeah, I, you just posted that recently, I think. Yeah. I posted it today. Uh, today. My okay. Strong first compilation video. So I didn't, I didn't get the video of the, um, uh, the pistol squat, but I did. It's a pistol squat. So single leg squat and then overhead press and then pull up. The pistol squat's super hard too, for anyone out there that doesn't know, go look it up because I've tried it in the house. Have you ever tried it, Chad? No, I've I, never like tried a, it. a pistol squat. No, yeah. I know what it is. I've never tried. <laughs> when I watched him do it in the, uh, like the CrossFit stuff, like I watched the CrossFit when it, when they were covering it regularly. Um, I watched it and I was like, holy crap, what are they doing? Like they're doing multiples, like up and down and up and down and up and down. And then, then I Googled it and I was like, wow. So I tried it and I was like, mm-hmm. you need to work on that. Yeah. That doesn't help a lot of mobility, re- mobility and stability required for that. A lot of ankle mobility. Yes. Yeah. You're ex gymnast. Like you had, to, you had that you're good to go. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I know. I know you had to work. No, it's, <laughs> I had a little bit of an advantage for sure. <laughs> Dang it. Need those. Can we bottle that? Can you bottle advantages <laughs> and like sell those? That- I haven't figured that one out yet, but maybe that'll be my next business. All right. When you do, I'm going to be first in line. <laughs> I'll let you know. It's old guy here. <laughs> I'm looking for a new edge here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Good stuff, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, God bless you guys. Uh, be safe. God bless your husband and his active duty and everything he's doing. Uh, appreciate it so much. And Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. Everyone out there, please go out there, look up Rebecca, find her on Instagram and Facebook, and also check out Semper Strong website. She has a ton of information. I've actually been on there because that's part of my job of doing podcast is researching the people I'm going to talk to. Yeah. So I don't Semper Stronger. Yeah. Semper Stronger. Yeah. Stronger. Not Semper Strong. See? We want to get stronger. Always stronger. Hear that, Chad? Always stronger. Always. Go do some (laughs) push-ups. Thank you both so much for yes. having me. Yeah. Yes. Great Thank to you. spend Friday night it. with you. Yes. So it was good. It was fun. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. We'll see you. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, go out there and check out all our sponsors. By supporting them, you support the Limitless Radiocast podcast. It helps us bring you guys content each and every week and keeps us going. Thank you, and we appreciate you for all you do. Limitless Radiocast is brought to you by True Tubes Tattoo Supply. Limitless 10 at checkout for a 10% discount on all your tattoo needs. They have state-of-the-art equipment for everyday needs in the tattooer's life. Check them out. Remember, stay true. Limitless Radiocast is also brought to you by Magic City Brewing Company. Best beer brewed in the hometown of Akron, Ohio. Check them out. Also, M&H Beans. Best coffee around. They'll ship all over the world. Check them out. M&H Beans. Also, check out RollAmongUs.com. Put in Limitless 20 at checkout for a 20% discount on all your fight gear needs. That's geese, lanky geese, rash guards, spats, fight shorts. They have t-shirts and accessories. Check them out great place ran by a great guy also check out battlebomb.com put in limitless 20 at checkout for a 20 percent discount you have cbd and non-cbd rub to rub on those aches and pains from hard training hard work everyday life check them out remember limitless 20 at checkout battlebomb.com